Hello everyone and welcome to the latest rendition of the AG podcast. I'm your host for this week, Jaminator, and with me as always I've got Ash Cohen. Ash, good evening mate, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, how are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you very much. We've actually got two newbies on this week as well. So we've got Andy Brill, who's been pestering us for ages to come on. So uh, Andy, welcome to come on matey. Hello, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Uh, absolutely fine, mate. No problem at all. And uh, and we've got Raz as well, who's uh, also making his debut. So Raz, again, lovely to have you on, matey. Thanks for joining. No problem. First time caller, long time, long time listener. <laughs> yeah, just like on Talksport. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, so, boys, just to uh, give you a, a heads up, and uh, obviously for you, you listeners as well, we're going to be uh, just have a quick chat about the championship and league one ups and downs to kick us off because on the previous podcast we still had a few things left to be decided we're then going to shoot off to the emerald isle with uh, with bertie to talk about the golf we're then going to get the boys reactions to the world cup draw um in terms of the groups and the teams they were given uh we've got a goal uh, sorry a cod segment even from the boys in regards to 2v2 uh f1 segment from joe and then we're going to round off with uh, with how we always do it at the end of each season with a team of the season discussion so it's kind of uh, kind of that interesting thing where everyone wants to know if their players are in their players get mentioned and obviously ultimately who it's uh, who it's going to be so we will uh, we'll look forward to that at the end of the uh, the end of the episode but boys to start off with then we'll talk about the championship ups and downs um, and i guess there's only one place to start in terms of uh, championship um, residents and obviously that's yourself raz um, so next season you bry sofa and storm are going to be playing in league one um again we've not had you on so do you want to give us a brief summary of how that happened this season um how did that happen uh conceded lots of goals at the start and uh didn't score very many at the r end then i got ricky van wolfswankel and I just missed out. I just you just drop points against teams that you know you'd win one game and the next game you get you know absolutely walloped. Mm. Um, and it just fell short. It wasn't that far behind. Uh, no, you weren't at the end. We you? you had yeah. a you had a bit of form towards the end. Two wins, two draws. I uh, waited to right to the end um, to suddenly suddenly start remembering how to play this game. <laughs> But um, so next season, League One, are you confident in your chances of, of doing well next season? I, I think you're better than than the average League One player, I would say. It well, it, it depends on what game we get. If we, if FIFA 21 is like FIFA 20, then you know it, it'll be a hard slog. Um, but if it's like FIFA 19, then you could actually you know header. Um, then mm. King Ricky will reign. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Bry, one of the other lads, obviously going down to League One with you, he'll be hoping that uh, that crosses are overpowered for sure. Um, in terms of the uh, the guys going up from the, the championship, obviously we've got Aaron, who we knew for a while, um, Biggie, Jeff, and the surprise package, I guess, this season, which is Riverman. So, Ash, I mean, Riverman is going to join us in the uh, the Prem, which you know, I mean, we all thought it was going to be soggy. So, uh, what what do you think about that? Yeah, um, I mean, it's a surprise. I think. I mean. You, hit the nail on the head there um you know soggy had such a good season and uh looks a certain to go up for a long long time um so i mean fair play to river he's got himself in a good position he's done well of course it's up to him now whether he stays in that division um which he's already sort of playing his chances down but yeah i mean fair play to him i hope he's uh his stay is enjoyable <laughs> when, when you say it stays enjoyable, is that is it going to be a short stay then? Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I think so. I, I think so. It's, uh, 
I mean, the, the thing about Soggy is, I mean, do we think, do we, you know, Brill, do we do we think he's bottled it? Is, is he bottled it on purpose? Does he throw the league? I'm not sure if he threw it so much. I just think a lot of people wised up to him as the season went on, saw how he played his other games hmm. um, and played beat opposite to it and start getting results against him. I think the pressure got to him a little bit as well, got in his own head. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair enough. I mean, again, he, he was riding high all the way through. You know, he was first, second. Um, I think he only dropped out of the playoffs towards the end, uh, the, um, the top the top position, sorry, towards the end, last few fixtures of the uh, of the season, which is, is obviously one of those uh, unfortunate things for him. Um, you know, best of luck to, um, to the lads that have come up. Obviously, Aaron, you know, regular, uh, regular Prem player ordinarily. Big E, going to be very interesting to see how he does in the Prem. Can trouble anybody on his day. Jeff, the same. Jeff, it just depends whether he keeps his head, obviously. And River, it's just going to be very, very interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what River can do. Um, again, is he going to do a suited and a Shelbourne, or is he going to do, um, you know, is he going to go the other way and just and, and sort of tank it and and get hardly any points? We'll, we'll have to see. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of Bry, we've talked about it before. I think he's very much perennial up and down in terms of the Championship and League One. Raz, I think you'll bounce back up straight away, and Sofa, I think he'll do quite well. Um, so it is definitely going to be interesting to see uh, to see how that goes. Um, in terms of League One, uh, we'll, we'll head down there obviously next because that's where um, where you're going to be next season, Raz. Um, you're not going to be playing Welser, MJG, and Wintz because the three of them have been promoted. And alongside them uh, was Payne Wales. So, I mean, any shocks in, in those guys going up, do you think, Raz? Or do you think it was about, about right in the end? Uh, about right. Um, mm. Payne's a good player. He's always been a you know, a, a solid player. Um, and I, I think he just held the nerve over. Was he playing Rhino in the, the finals? Uh, Hilly. Hilly? Yeah, he um, played Rhino, Rhino in the semi-final. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Payne's a solid player. Like he'll, um, it's not not really a surprise him going up. Um, Hilly, Hilly on his day basically could have beat him, but Payne's uh, Payne's solid. Mm, he is, and I think again, we you know we'll come to it later on when we talk about the uh, team of the season. But you know, no player has arguably had a bigger change on a team and can contribute more on a team than Minamino has for his uh, his chances this season. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of the other guys that have come up, uh, Ash, you know, Wintz, up and down, up and down. You know, again, Nanky, uh, he's going to be another one of them that's maybe. <laughs> it's weird because when when you play him, he, he actually plays quite well. But Jinky, again, is it in his head maybe that he thinks he he can't compete in the championship or can't push for them top championship places and keeps dropping back down? Um, no, I don't think it's that. I think obviously, you know, maybe he he has played in the championship before. Um, you know, so maybe that bit of experience will help him this time around. Um, no, I don't think it's that. I think um, I think next season I, I, I'd put him to stay in that division. Um, I mean, I was just looking at obviously Wells. Uh, we, we knew sort of early on in the season that he mm. was going to be a favourite to come up. Um, MJG Payne. Um, Payne surprises me. Um, although. With that being said, um, I'm just going to get the... Uh, who did he beat in the playoff final? It was Hilly, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, see, I remember Hilly being um, being quite good um, in games that I've played against him in the past. I mean, just in sort of TFIs and all that. Um, so, I mean, 
maybe it was a lot more of a closer game. I mean, than uh, than perhaps the first four. But yeah, I mean, it, the four that have gone up um, have clearly deserved to go up. Um, it's all going to be interesting to see whether they stay up there. Welser, I think, will stay in the championship. Uh, Wince, I think he will stay in the championship. MJG, obviously, he's gone up in a sort of uh, convincing position as well, so you'd expect him maybe to stay up there as well. I mean, just sort of looking at the ones that came down from the championship, um, it, it, it's really... I can't really see them having the same uh, impact, should I say. Um you don't think Raz can go on and do well next season? I mean, he's, he's here right now, Raz. What, what, what's he saying, As, mate? Don't let him talk, we, don't let him talk Ra- trash about you. No, 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 I have no, no. Ricky Van Walswinkle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the mighty Ricky Van Walswinkle. No, I think you just, you know, you said it earlier about, you know, the next FIFA, obviously, is got, new season's going to be on the new FIFA. Um, we don't know how any of that's going to play. So, you know, it, it's all really hypothetical at the moment. I mean, you know, Bry, it might suit Bry. It might suit Storm. Um, we'll obviously know early on after a couple of games on the new uh, new FIFA. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, obviously, Brill, you know, you're uh, unfortunately the uh, the proud owner of the wooden spoon when it comes to uh, League you One. Well. You know, nine Do you know, it's, it all started quite well because didn't you pick up a win in your first match day? No, so the first match day was actually against Payne, to be fair, and I got a draw in the first game and then got smashed in the second. You picked uh, up a win quite early on there, didn't you? Yes, yeah, I beat Judge, uh, I beat Harry with my first win, match day three or four. Oh, that, that's why I remember day. it. That's why I remember it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, managed to uh, get a win against him quite early, uh, which I was happy with. Um, but there's no surprise, really, on the four that have come up, gone up, sorry, that the four that came down. Uh, so they bounced straight back. Um, they've all been there pretty much the entire season. So, yes, very unsurprising they've gone up. Um Quite a force having Storm in League One next year, especially as he said he's going to walk it by 30 points. Wow, is that what you said? That. I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've got a screenshot of him saying that on the side. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's impressive because 30 points, I mean, you look at where, where Wells has done this season. So is he saying he's going to walk it by 30 points to the next person? He wasn't clear on it, to be fair. Um, so I've taken it as he reckons he's going to be 30 points clear of second. Wow. Um, which means he's going to win every single game. I don't um, even know if that's possible. That's fair. Even Wells didn't manage that. Um, and he was by far and away the best player in our division last season. He lost two, drew three. Um, otherwise, won everything else. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see Storm play next season. Mm. I mean, I it's... it's... Really well. Yeah, I think it's interesting as well. We when um, when we look at the, the especially the goals for column in League One. I mean, it's just it's probably one of the most entertaining divisions when you consider that you know you've got three people there over a hundred goals. Um, you know, the Championship I think there's only one, and the Premier League I don't think there's anybody. Um, if there is, it'll literally just be one one of, if not two, of the top three. Um, so I definitely think it's uh, there's there's fun to be had in that champion in the the League One. Sorry, compared to the Championship and the Prem. So again, if you might as well, you know, that might be, you've know, seen what happened to Wells. Wells had a very, you know, poor season last season. He's dropped down, you know, like a lot of people say in real life, you know, go down to come back up and rebuild. It obviously doesn't work when we say that a lot of the time in real life, but maybe, maybe in, in FIFA it does. You know, we've seen he's, he's got 72 points. He had a fantastic uh, goal difference, you know, much better goal difference over double uh, MJG in second. So, Fair play to him. Uh, well, fair play to the four of them, really. Like you say, far and away the best four players in that division and deserve to be going up into uh, 
into the championship next season. So, um, I mean, boys, is there anything else anyone wants to touch on before we move on from League One and the championship? Ash? No, nothing from me. No? Raz? Only that when Deerstorm goes down and doesn't go get, get promoted, I look forward to the Netflix uh, a documentary about him. <laughs> Dearest Storm Till I Die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That horrible melodramatic song at the start and everything. Skip. Skip intro. Get rid of yeah. that. What? Oh, dear. <laughs> Sponsored um, by Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty. Plenty uh, skins of Guinness. Uh, what about yourself, Brill? Anything else you want to talk about before we move on? No. No. All good for the next bit now. Perfect. So we're going to move on to the golf segment. So we're going to head over to Denmark Isle and get some golf information from none other than Bertie. Welcome back to the golf section of the podcast, live here from the AG Clubhouse. Week 9 saw Tunners get his first ever victory on the tour when he won at Jagged Wrath. And then in week 10, the winner was... Oh, that can't be right. Someone's been messing with my script again. Really? He won. Wow. Yeah, it is actually correct. The winner at Summerlin was incredibly the Ash Khan. Wow, well done, Ash. There's a shock. Week 11, we visit the Lake Forest for the final week of the regular season. And going into that, Welza looks like he is going to claim yet another AG Tour title. Only Red Rhinoceros and Gazgrass provide any threat to him. Week 12 after the season has finished, will be a Stableford event, kind of a fun event, while the final five is taking place alternatively. Don't forget that Tuesday night, we got Big B against Bunsey in the first ever match play handicap final. And by the time I talk to you next, hopefully everyone will have acquired PGA Tour 2K21, which is out on the 21st of August. Until then, thanks guys. Okay, thanks a lot for that, Bertie. Um, and again, anyone who wants to get involved, drop him a PM. Nice and easy. You can uh, just join the AG tour on the uh, the TGC game. So, uh, in terms of um, the World Cup, boys, that's the biggest thing going on right now on AG. So, we're going to have a little look at that. So, we're all involved in the World Cup. Some of us more happy than others in terms of the teams we've got. Raz will come to you in a minute. Don't worry. Um <laughs> I'm going to just sort of, I'm not going to go through everybody. I'm not going to sort of talk about it, but I'm going to pick out the groups where we're actually involved um, and, and go from there. So, I mean, my group got a lot easier when Tans decided to drop out, but still, yeah. I mean, what, when that group got announced with Joe and his little, uh, his bingo reveal, which was fantastic, by the way, well done to Joe on that. Um, I mean, I just, when every name kept coming out, I was like, this is it. This is the group I'm going to be drawn in. And lo and behold, it was. Um, Ash, I'm going to come to you first. M- my group, what do you think? tough group isn't it yeah um for sure group of death um you know i mean obviously with sort of tan dropping out it's still a very 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 tough group um mm. and one that's i really couldn't call it i mean you obviously you look at the sort of uh i mean harry's with portugal he should be doing well um with ronaldo in the team mm. um you know but i mean even the likes of uh you know welzer I had down as a bit of a, a cheeky shout with Mexico, mm. um, you know. But I mean, Sufi is with New Zealand. You can never rule him off with any team he's got. Um, but I mean, for me, Harry should be finishing in the top three with that team. Mm. 
Although Welser, I think, would be my pick to probably win it. I think for me, again, I've, I've actually not bet on my group. Um, you know, obviously, I, I can only bet on myself anyway, but I've not bet personally because I haven't I haven't got a clue how it's going to turn out. I think the best indicator will be when I play Southie on Thursday um, to see how that goes. And obviously, I, I completely agree with what you said. I think it'll be Harry, Welser, and then one of me, Bunsey, and Southie in the top three. Um because Welser with Mexico is a very, very dangerous prospect. They're a really, really good team. Harry with Portugal, like you say, all he can do is literally just lump it over the top to Ronaldo. You know, he's got Bruno Fernandes. He's got some fast players in that Portugal squad. Um, but, you know, Southey with New Zealand, you know, officially they're the worst team in, in this particular setup. But when you compare them to China, there's not much difference. You know, China, I've got a couple of players there with a bit of pace and a bit of skill. But Southey, you know, he's got Chris Wood. He's got a couple of uh, Winston Reid at the back you know a couple of notable players there so it's definitely going to be interesting to see uh, see how that goes um right we'll come to you raz so uh, obviously uh, your group group c uh, a bit of uh, maybe it's a bit harsh to say but a little bit of an easier group um especially well easier than one i'm in anyway um but i gather you're not that impressed with the uh, the team pick for yourself no i'm, I'm not, not not impressed at all um fuck chelly uh, uh, I, I, I don't understand it basically because I finish like I finish below Ray Jones and he gets mm. Norway and I get the Pensioners Club, uh, <laughs> where everybody that's decent in their team is over the age of thirty. And when I say over thirty, I mean there's there's some players in that that squad that are over, that are well over thirty. Um, but after dropping out, that uh, likes a. Uh, I, I dropped like Sanchez. I've dropped Vidal, uh, Gary Medell. Uh, he's gone too. Um, I've played a few friendlies with him. It's you know, it's not a bad team, but I would like you know, I'd like to go into it with uh, with uh, somebody that either has Basel players or has Ricky Van Wolfsprinkle. <laughs> I mean, for me, the, you know, in ter- I don't know what you boys think, and I'm. I'm- uh, Ash and Brill, I'll come to you on this in a second. The fact that you've dropped out Sanchez and, and Videl, I mean, I personally, if I'd have got Chile, I wouldn't have done that. Um, but I mean, is that purely just because of the age and because you prefer to play with players you enjoy playing with rather than, you know, the, the particular stats of that player? I, I just, uh, I played them in a, played with them in a few matches and I just don't, just don't get them. I just don't like them at all. Mm-hmm. They're just horrible to play with. Um, I do better now on the, with a, with a left winger um, who I've never ever heard of, um, who's 74 rated than I would do with Sa- with uh, Sanchez mm. and Vidal. Vidal is just slow. Yeah. I mean, this milk turns quicker than him. <laughs> um, I mean, we'll come to you boys. So, Brill, if, if you'd have had the Chile team, would you have done the same thing? Would you have booted out the troublemakers, Vidal and Sanchez, or would you have kept them in? I probably would have kept them in Sanchez, um, just for finishing, still going to be nice and high on there. Um, good skill moves or be able to actually turn someone for it but potentially would have got rid of the down mm. what about you Ash um, I would have kept them both in uh, for me you need your best players um, and I suppose it all depends on how you utilise uh, both players you know Andy's just hit the uh, nail on the head with Sanchez he, he's still got good finishing um, Vidal depending on how you use him um, you know he can either do a decent job or for some, he's going to be a little bit too slow. But no, I, I personally would have kept them both in. Mm. It is interesting, like I say, and that's the beauty of it, I guess, why we've got the different teams. Um, that's the uh, the interesting thing. Um, 
Brillo, obviously, we'll come to you next. You've got the best international team on the site, hands down, um, with the uh, the Blues of France. Um, you, I mean, you've got to be thrilled with, with, with that pick, surely. Oh, yeah, over the moon. Only benefit of being the worst FIFA player on the actual site for the league, <laughs> I get the best team in the World Cup. <laughs> uh, quite a tricky group, though, to be fair. So, obviously, I've got Sabre with Belgium and um, Emo Worm with England. <clears throat> Obviously, Bonzi's got Australia, and Mark's got Hungary, so it's a tight mm. group um, on that one. But, it yeah, is a tight group, though, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, are you, I, assume you're not, um, I assume you're not benching Mbappe. Oh, no, no, he's guaranteed starting goal every game. <laughs> yeah. No, he, um, very happy with him. Pats to burn. Yeah, I mean, again, it just that is when you look at the, that uh, that group. Actually, you've got a lot of if you know if, even if you take the the players away, if you look at the international teams in that group, you know, England, France, Belgium, even Hungary. You know, Hungary have got some good players. Um, that is a very very tight group, like you say, in terms of the the skill level there. Um, do you fancy your chances of getting out of the group anywhere half decent, or what do we think? No, no, I'll be near the bottom, standard Andy Brill position. <laughs> would be I, nice to not but yes I'd have thought you could do or I thought you could maybe beat Bonzi as Australia one would hope but this is me and I send to uh, shall we say mess it up in an actual proper game better at the casual tournaments nice friendlies I do better in those when it gets to a proper game I tend to choke um, for one of a better word of phrasing yeah I expect I'm closer to the bottom I mean, moving on to uh, to yourself, Ash. This just, I've actually not seen this group to be fair because it's right at the bottom down there. Um, this is arguably one of the, the the hardest groups to call, in my opinion, because you've got yourself with South Africa, Wince with Denmark, Hilly Colombia, Tunnels Netherlands, and Bertie with Sweden. So, again, Bertie very very good. Obviously, he's got Isak anyway in his in his league team, so he's used to using him. Yeah. Tunnels isn't half bad, you know, and he's got Netherlands. Hilly with Colombia, very, very good. And Wintz with Denmark. So, um, have you have you played any games yet? I have, yes. I played Tunnels uh, last night. Um, mm. I managed to somehow take six points. Um, oh, fantastic. So, I've had a good start. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a very, very tricky group. I mean, mm. Bertie's a cracking player. I think with Sweden, he's going to do wonders. For me, he's going to finish top two, top three of mm. that group. Um Hilly, yeah, Colombia. I mean, I don't think Colombia are the team they once were um, on this FIFA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think in the previous FIFAs, they've been a ton better. Um, but that's obviously not to rule anything out. And then Wince. Uh, I always yeah. have good games with Wince um, and Denmark. So I suspect he's going to be up there as well. So we just take each game as a time. If I can, if I can qualify, sort of, uh, you know, out of that group in the top half and top two, top three, then I'd be more than happy with that, given the teams. Hmm. I mean, in terms of um, Colombia, you're absolutely right. I'm just at this point, I would like yeah, to I would point. I'd like to point out that um, the last time Colum- last time we had a World Cup on AG, I did win it, and it was with Colombia. So uh, just to get that one in there, boys. Mm. Uh, and you're absolutely right that they were a lot better recently, um, as recently as 2019. And they were very, very, you know, a very pacey team, uh, relatively informed Falcao on the game as well. So very, uh, very good team. Um, here's a question for you then, boys. So I'm going to go around and uh, I want uh, a little bit of a thought. If you want to have a th- quick think about it now while I decide mine and talk through my option. If you could change your team to one that's a similar star rating, you know, what would be a fair trade? 
why would you change it? Well, who would you change it for and why? So I think if it was myself personally, I would. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because again, you can't go, you can't go too, uh, too harsh. I would probably go Canada. And the only reason I say that is because I think Canada suited recluse was fifth or sixth in the, in the division. Um, so I was fourth. So again, that's a fair enough trade. Um, and Canada obviously have Alfonso Davis. So, you know, you've got a talisman figure there. Um, so you've got someone to, to kick the ball to and, and hopefully you can do something special. Um, Ash, I'll, I'll come to you next. Um, if you could trade, uh, obviously similar sort of level to me in terms of the uh, the finishing position in the in the prem, who would you trade and why? Um, obviously, it's just having a look at the sort of positions. Um, oh, that's, that's that's a really good one because. Obviously, you know, I'm quite fortunate with sort of South Africa. They do have some players that are, you know, got a little bit of pace on them. Um, I mean, I was just sort of looking at the other teams that are in a similar. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not well, looking you've, you've got sort of... You've got Hungary. You've got, um, what, yeah, Northern Hungary, Ireland? Hungary, something like that. Hungary would have been an interesting option. They've got a couple of um, tasty players um, in their squad. Um yeah, Hungary, I think, would have been quite an interesting one, but uh, I can't have any complaints, really. Uh, Andy, what about you? Well, to clear, I've got the best team currently. <laughs> so I think, yeah, the fairest one to go to would be the second best, so I'd have to go to Germany. <laughs> fair enough. That's that's a fair enough uh, assessment. And Raz, I mean, do we do we even need to ask? I mean, who does Ricky van Volspinkel play for? Well, he plays for Holland, so I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't pick Holland, but I would happily uh, switch to Chile. Uh, not from Chile, uh, to Switzerland. Okay, yeah. So for some Basel players, yeah. Yeah, well, I've I've used Switzerland before, even in you know the wee, uh, events, mm. um, and I like them. You know, uh, you can use a Jedi, you know, who I have on my own club, Bedmer, mm. who I've got on my own club, um, and uh, Renato Staffan, who's on my own club as well. So it's people I'm familiar with and people I can use. You know, nobody. Scarily uh, rated, um, but you know, it, um, people are familiar with and people I can use. Yeah, fun, fun to use. People you're yeah. you're aware of, and people over the height of five foot nine, <laughs> and and under the age of thirty five, and under the age of thirty five. <laughs> uh, the main striker I've got to put up front now um, for uh, for Chile is Mauricio Pereira, and I I know him. He, I recognise that guy, uh, and I recognise him because in two thousand ten he was playing in Italy. Uh, he's 35 years old. He's 36 <laughs> actually in real life, but he's the only striker they have that seems to be over the age, uh, over the height of uh, uh, five foot ten. Oh my word! Well, there you go. Um, so, boys, we'll we'll move on from there. I mean, in terms of the teams, if I had to sort of pick a dark horse of who you think is going to win the whole thing, um, again, uh, Ash, if we if we come to you first, who do we think is going to? Uh, again, it's a hard one to weigh up, isn't it? Because you've got to think about the player and the team. Um, yes. Who do you think is going to come through uh, their group and eventually go on to win the uh, win the entire event? Um, I think Wells is going to be up there um, with Mexico. I think mm-hmm. he can uh, he can um, cause a few uh, few issues with that team. I mean, you look to the bottom in those sort of divisions and those teams, but we know it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, maybe we might see Sufi and Berger. 
you know, in the mm. final. I mean, yeah, the thing is, I mean, again, we found out from the event recently, didn't we, when we did this, you know, that it is a massive leveller. It's a huge leveller. It's, it's more of a leveller for me than giving someone a two-goal head start, you know, playing playing with these teams, for, for sure. Um, Raz, same question. Who do you think is going to come through and, uh, and win? Any dark horses, or do you think it'll be someone relatively obvious? Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was that he's not in the league, but he got added, um, and apparently mm. he was... Uh, this, he, this, he, this was this was my pick as well. It, apparently he's uh he's like uh he's another version of Sully. You know, yeah. oh, I'm not that good, not that good. Not that it turns out basically he's absolutely sharking everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's um Shandy Andy with Ivory Coast. Yeah, with yeah. Ivory Coast. Yeah. Uh, it's him. We shouldn't have trusted him with a name like that, should we? Really, yeah. to be honest. Uh, yeah, him or uh or once uh um Sully uh finds Marco Rojas. He plays for New Zealand. Uh, he's just nothing but speed. Um, possibly him. I mean, Brill, what do you think? I reckon it's either probably going to be Wells or potentially Bertie. The fact that he can use Ibra up front, fantastic finisher. He is a little bit old, but I reckon Bertie's got a good job. See, I personally think that Wells, uh, I agree, really good. Shandy Andy, again, that, the Ivory Coast team has got pace all over the place. Uh, but for me, I actually think, Ash, that the group uh, winner will come, uh, that whoever comes through your group will be the winner. Because I think anybody, uh, again, maybe minus tunners just in terms of in terms of skill, but, you know, Hilly, Wince, yourself and uh, and Bertie, any of them players there, I think, could, uh, could do quite well and maybe go the whole way. So it'll be interesting, for sure. So, uh, again, it's, uh, we've got a good uh, month ahead of us in terms of the World Cup. So we're going to head over to uh, to the COD boys now for a bit of uh, a segment on that. So uh, take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Call of Duty update with myself, Plunkett. At the end of the first week, the league's sitting in a really healthy position with 17 out of the 18 games played and the last one is currently scheduled in to be played. Looking at the leaderboard, we've currently got the Podcasters and the Black Country Bandits at the top with a perfect start with three wins out of three. On top of that, the Hotshots also have a 100% win record, however they've only had two due to a bye week. We've then got four teams tied in third with two wins, and five teams have currently failed to score a point. The highlight of the week is definitely the Hotshots managing to beat Jerksy and Tunners. It's quite a big upset as everyone was expecting Jerksy to go undefeated, but maybe this is the year that he falls apart. We'll then take a quick look over at the kills leaderboard, and unfortunately for everyone, at the top is Jerksy, <laughs> and it is quickly followed by Burger, Wayne, myself Plunkett, and MJG. Last week's maps were Stack, Rusk, and Gulag, and they'll be replaced this week with Pine, Atrium, and King. Thanks for having me, lads, and I look forward to either myself or Hilly speaking to you again next week. Okay, thank you very much. And um, in terms of the COD 2v2, so obviously uh, Ash and uh, Brill, you guys are in it this time, I believe. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah. Brill, how have you found it? You enjoying it? I am. Um, unfortunately, me and Judge Brett are yet to get a win on the board, unfortunately. Had a bit of a slow start. Still very enjoyable. I like the new format as well, uh, the actual maps being picked for you. Mm. Uh, yeah, a lot handier. Um, and especially with the guaranteed start times or if the person doesn't get on in time, TV1, I think absolutely spot on with that. Uh, it's hard enough getting four people on at any one go to say, well, if there's one person, get on, do it. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's been really well run so far. I'm mm. really enjoying it. 
Yeah, again, I would echo that 100%. Obviously, and bear in mind, you've got me and Gaz after we record this podcast as well. So that'll be uh, that'll be another uh, another loss on the board for you guys, oh, I think, I'm afraid. Sure on that one. <laughs> hey, you've not, you, you've not seen Gaz. Gaz is like bloody Rambo. He takes blood <laughs> and then he wants the rest. He's, he's insane. Uh, Ash, have you enjoyed it so far? Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Um, it's been enjoyable. We, you know, me and Bertie have uh, had a good start. You know, played 3-1-3, three, three, so we can't really moan too much. Um, again, I, I echo what Andy said. I like the fact that the maps are picks now. Um, you know, sort of uh, in advance. And uh, yeah, so far, so good. It's been, uh, it's been really, really, uh, really enjoyable. I think like anything, I think when you find that the admins create the threads as well, things become a bit easier. And I think, um, you know, especially having two admins, you know, me and Marcus were trying to do it between us last last time and it just wasn't working. I think, um, you know, we, we, we didn't really find as much time as we needed, especially with me being league admin and podcast, obviously, with and Marcus obviously doing all the, all the other site stuff. We needed two dedicated admins, which I think with having these two is, uh, is really paid off. So good, uh, good work so far, chaps, and, and keep it up. Um, we're going to uh, just shoot over to Joe now for the F1 segment uh, before we finish off with Team of the Season. So uh, over to you, Joe. Thanks, guys, and welcome to the last podcast review of Season 3. Following the recording of the last podcast, we had a quite odd situation where the game that we're currently using, F1 2018, was announced to be leaving Xbox Game Pass. That left us in a bit of a tricky situation, so I put a poll up on the site uh, to find out what people wanted to do with regards to finishing Season 3. This was on the Monday. We only had time left for one race. So I put a couple of different options up, and the one that was voted for was to have two double headers, one on a Monday night, one on a Tuesday night, to get the last four races in. We'll take a quick look at those. I won't go into as much depth as usual. The four races we were having were United States, we then had Mexico, Brazil, and we finished with Abu Dhabi. We'll look at Division 1 first. United States was the best result of the season for Wells. He started on pole and he actually won the race. We had Suited in second and Bunsey in third. On to Mexico, Soggy showed his fantastic form again. He started on pole and he finished in first place. Suited with another second place and we had Shelbourne in third. We then moved on to Tuesday night where we had Brazil. That was won by Berger. Again, I think that was his first win of the season. He started from third place. We had Ash in second and myself in third. These two races on the Tuesday were a bit more open because Soggy wasn't able to make it. The last race of the season, Abu Dhabi, Shelbourne turned up for. He got himself pole position, won the race, a fantastic performance. We had Ash in second and we had Wells in third. There wasn't an awful lot to play with really because Soggy pretty much already won the championship. Shelbourne managed to pick Bunsey for second place. He had 177 points, Bunsey 169. We were then back to fourth place where Suited got 98 points. Berger in fifth with 84 and myself in 6th with 81 points taking a quick look at Division 2 again we had the full 4 races we started in the United States where Hilly showed his championship winning form he started in 2nd place and won we had Jeff in 2nd and we had Jam in 3rd we then moved on to Mexico Jam won that race started on pole fantastic win for him he had the fastest lap as well we had Mark in 2nd place and Hilly in 3rd Again, we moved on to the last two races of the season. Jam with another win in Brazil. We had Mark in second and Riverman with a good finish in third place. And the last race of the season, another win for Jam. He started fifth on the grid. We had Mark in second and we had Hilly in third. As I've just mentioned, Jam's wins there weren't enough to get himself up the championship. So... 
Hilly ended up winning in a Mercedes. He had 176 points. Jam was 16 points behind with 160. We had Mark on 156. Harry on 132. And Riverman in sixth place with 107 points. It was a fantastic season. The first time we've done all 21 tracks. Thanks to everyone for making it such a success. And well done to Soggy Cabbages and Hilly. Just taking a quick look at what's coming up. With F1 2018 disappearing, we had to make a, a decision on what was going to happen going forward. All championships from now on will be on F1 2020, which is the newest game. We'll stay on that for at least two years. There's some benefits of upgrading that game now. Of course, we're on the latest game, which means we get lots of updates, both to the game and the cars and the drivers. We also have a couple of new circuits, which is the Netherlands and Vietnam. They're both very interesting. And of course, the, the, what we've been testing out lately, which is the league setup, which is a new automated system on the game where we can all join up. Uh, the races are automatically scheduled so they go off at the correct time all the settings are on there already it keeps track of all the race results the championship results fastest laps everything like that it's a fantastic system what we've got going on now we've got a couple of test championships we have the f1 championship on monday nights at 10 that's just for the next four weeks just so we can get a couple of things right on the league make sure all the settings are correct we also have the f2 test series on a sunday night at 10 p.m that's the baby brother of the f1 um season the slow the cars are a little bit slower they don't turn quite as well they're all equal performance it's a bit more sort of go-karty uh, and there's also two races per night which are a bit shorter for instance the first one we had last night in canada was 10 laps on the first race which is a feature race you then turn around and the grid for the second race which is a sprint race that's based off the finishings for the first race it's a bit of fun perhaps a bit more casual um there's still spaces available for that, so have a look on the thread. Moving forward into the actual season itself, we're looking at a September start. It's probably mid-September. The signups will go up for that around that point. There'll be a feedback thread coming up as well for everyone to have their say on what went well uh, and what improvements I'd like to see. Uh, thanks again, guys. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Uh, it's, we're having a good time with the F1, of course, so if anyone's looking to buy it, now's a good time to get in. Again, like I said, we're on a new game. Good into a new season. It's a really good time to get involved. Thanks, guys. Catch you again. Okay, fantastic. Right, boys. So we've come to our final and probably meatiest segment of the podcast. So the team of the season for this season. So uh, obviously we've uh, we've chatted prior to coming on um, in our uh, many production meetings via PM. Um, I'm just going to have a, a rundown just for the, the listeners in terms of who the last team of the season was um, and just, just think for reference to see if any of these have changed or have managed to hold on to their positions. So the team uh, we voted for last time round was uh, Bayendir in goal, uh, who was uh, a Turkish goalkeeper from Worm. Uh, Rhys James and Tamori at the back, uh, obviously both from Chelsea in real life, but Berger in the game. Uh, still with Berger as well, so it just proves how uh, how often he just transfers. Um, Soyuncu at centre back uh, with uh, I think he's with Bunsi possibly unless he's traded, um, and Davis at left back Alfonso Davis with Jeff still. Uh, Adama obviously with Phil still on the right wing. Tonali at centre mid from Joe centre mid also McGinn. I believe he's either with Biggie or Aaron. I'm not quite sure. Uh, Dan James at left mid with Rhino and Bolo up top again i think he's with bry and isaac at striker with uh, with bertie so that was the last team of the season obviously this season we uh, we've got to consider a few things obviously when we've gone through some of the players my own team this season when i was looking at it i've put in based on 
pure love for that particular player and, and liking to play with them. And sometimes I've actually looked at the stats of the, the season and thought, no, do you know what? That person deserves to be in there, you know, based on the, the impact they've made for the team. So I think what we'll do, boys, is we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start with a goalkeeper and we'll, uh, we'll work it from there. So in terms of goalkeeper, I'll, I'll kick off, if that's OK, boys. Um, my decision for goalkeeper was, uh, was Ben Foster. Um, who uh, is so good, Harry? I think bought him twice. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so that's uh, always a good one. So, yeah, I mean, you know, solid keeper. I think he's 80 rated. He'd improve most sides in the in the divisions. Um, doesn't have the saves with feet trait, unfortunately, but I think he does have the solid player trait. Um, and you know, nice and tall, safe hands, Foster. So, um, that's who I'd personally pick in goal. Um, Brill, I believe maybe you've got the same. I have indeed. Can't beat Big Ben or Super Ben, as we count from the stands, when we're allowed a game these days. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Simon Harry, um, by far the best keeper. Yeah, I was just about to say again. Obviously, Harry lost him obviously in, a, in an admin error, sort of about two thirds of the way through the season. But luckily, managed to buy him back on uh, on BFA day at the end. But unfortunately, you know, he didn't do Harry very well because obviously he did. Um, he didn't perform that well, uh, but that's probably Harry's fault, isn't it? Not not Ben Foster's. It'd be unfair to to lumber that with uh, with Ben. Um, Ash, who have you got for your goalkeeper? So I went with uh, Justin Bilger, uh from Suffy. Um, you know, he's conceded the least amount of goals across all the divisions um, and has pulled off lots of saves. I mean, all right, guaranteed possibly that. Not many uh, shots go on target when you play Sufi, so maybe that's half a uh, reason why he's not conceded as many. Um, but you know, to concede the least amount of goals, um, he needs to be in the discussion. And Raz, I believe you might have the same. Yeah, no, I went for the same one. Um, even even though you know, Sully is hard to break down, but at the same time, basically, if you get a long range shot. And you end up with a fumbling goalkeeper, which let's face it, everybody's got that one goalkeeper they just don't trust. Mm. Um, but uh, he seems to have stuck by this guy, um, and he seems to have rewarded him. So I'd go for him. I mean, it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, it's it's two v two. You know, me and me and Brill say one, and you guys say another. However, the deciding vote comes to me, and because I don't like Harry, we'll go with Justin. <laughs> So nice and straightforward. <laughs> Just Justin's in the team. So boys, right, Raz, we're with you. Let's kick off. Go straight to left back, please. Who have you got? I have gone for uh, for Burger's uh, impressive left back, Phil Hernandez. Okay, and why is that? Okay, it's fast. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably one of the uh, probably the most complete left back on this game. I mean, yeah, he's fast, he's tall, he's good, he's yeah. good on the ball. You know, plays he's for good a good defense. team in real life. Yeah, uh, he's he's gonna keep going up. I can't see in real life. I can't see him staying at uh, AC Milan beyond uh, beyond next season, and he's gonna go somewhere uh, big and get a massive boost as well. So, yeah, I mean, me me myself, I I went for Alfonso Davis. Um, again, for me, he's one of the one of the few players that actually sticks in the uh, the team from from last season. Um, purely because there's so much attacking talent going forward, you've got to crowbar him in somewhere because he's just a lovely player. And obviously in real life, he is playing at left-back um, for Bayern. So that's why I went for Alfonso Davis. Again, pace to burn, tall, very similar to, to Theo Hernandez, actually, in terms of potential as well. 
Um, so, but uh, moving on, I, I believe again the uh, the Southern boys over here have both gone for the same person. Um, but uh, Brill, if you want to tell us who you've gone for, yeah, I've gone for Kieran Tierney. Um, obviously, Wells is a good solid left back, um, and he's only going to increase as well rating wise. He's had a good season to begin with, but he's only going to get back now. I mean, Ash, I think you've gone for the same as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, Kieran Tierney for me. Um, I mean, yeah. is that your Arsenal bias? You know, no, 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 no. no. Uh, quick, you know, he's quick. He's a jar. He's done well for uh, Welser um, this season. You know, defensively solid. Um, and as Andy said, I think uh, you know could get a nice uh, little upgrade come start next FIFA. So for me, he has to be in there. I mean, you know, we've got to respect a man who, who carries his uh, his wash kit in a, a Tesco carry bag, haven't we? At the end of the day, um, you know, to the Arsenal game. So I think, to be fair, Raz, are you happy to concede that Kieran Tierney goes in? Yeah, uh, let's go for it. Yeah, I think we have to. You know, two two uh, two votes for Tierney, so he's in the bag. He's in there. Bear in mind, boys, as we go through, start thinking about who's going to be the captain of this team as well, because that's uh, that's obviously quite important as well. Um, right, do we go for the right back or the centre back next? Ash, which one do you want to go for next? Let's go for the centre back. Okay, we'll go centre backs then. So, Ash, if you want to give us one of your centre backs, please. Yep. So I've gone for uh, Jules Kunde, um, 78 rated for Sufi. Um, again, maybe a little bit similar to the reason that went for Bilgeau, part of the back four that's only conceded 20 goals all season um, in the league. And uh, it's quite tasty for a centre-back. Mm. Yeah, again, quite quite a lot of pace as well. Um, I think he plays for Sevilla in real life, so again, likely to get some uh, some upgrades as well. Um, I uh, I believe, again, like this, the theme keeps going. Raz, I think you might have gone for him as well, is that I right? I went for him as well, yeah. And is that for uh, the same reasons, I believe? Yeah, again, um, it looks like he, he would be uh, the main part of that uh, central defence, that back four. So... 20 goals in the Premiership, you know, that's uh, it's a hard task. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I mean, we've got two centre-back positions to fill, so I think we'll keep going and then we'll decide on the uh, the pairing because it could it could come down to who's the best pairing as well. Um, so we'll uh, we'll have a little bit of a look at that. Um, Andy, if you want to give us one of your centre-backs, please. Yeah, I went with Sanuchu again. Um, put him in there like he was last year. Again, good, solid centre-back. Another good season for Leicester other than the uh, last-minute red card towards the end. But, yeah, mm. next year again. And he had a fantastic start to the season with Bunsey as well in the the start of this season. Bunsey was was way up there at the top of the division. And then, obviously, when we sort of um, got to the business end, unfortunately, sort of fell away a little bit. But, uh, yeah, again, very, very, very strong and, and consistent centre-back there. Um We'll go. Uh, we'll go back around. I'll start with uh, with one of mine as well. I went for St. Juice. This is purely a labour of love from my point of view. Uh, whenever I play anybody, um, again, they always comment how hard he is to get round. He's only 74 rated. He's one of the paciest centre backs on the game. Um, but yeah, for me, he's. I, I don't think he'll get in because I think I'll get outvoted. But I had to. I couldn't morally do a team of the season and not put him in because he's one of the most untradeable people in my opinion for from my team. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll kick off the sort of second round as well. I also went with um, a player of Storms actually as well, uh, Demirel, the uh, the Juve centre back. Um, again, it doesn't break the bank in terms of wages. I think he's 78 rated. Um, you know, he's not got. Uh, you know, he's, he's not particularly slow for a centre back as well, and quite good on the ball. So for me, he would be in my team of the season. Despite the fact that, um, again, unfortunately, he uh, he finds he finds himself in League One now, uh, going into next season. 
Uh, Ash, if you want to give us your uh, one of your other centre back choices, please. Yep. So I went with uh, Joseph Fidu uh, from uh, MJG. Uh, he's only a 75, but again, um, you know, good stats, quick, strong. He's quite agile. Um, you know, stuff you want in a centre back, and uh, obviously MJG has got the uh, second joint best defensive record on the site. Um, so he takes the other centre back position for me. Okay, uh, Brill. Uh, I've actually gone with Sneetshu's partner, Johnny Evans, uh, Johnny Evans, who's actually my centre-back, um, been solid for me since he came in. Um, great positioning, great reading, great passing for a centre-back, so we're very happy with him. Obviously, makes a very good pairing with Sineetshu. Mm. I think it's it's interesting, isn't it? You know, Like I said about my centre-back as well, when, when you've got a centre-back who plays so well for you, it's hard to leave them out. Um, yes. Centre-back such a key position that can make such a big difference to your team. Uh, Raz, who's your final centre-back, please? Uh, Lataro Gianetti from uh, from Soggy's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put him, I put him basically whatever uh, Soggy was still ha- flying high, and uh, he was a he was a tough character to break down. Like a, a Jetty, he played centre forward for me. He's a big fella as well, but he was a, he was a hard man to uh, to push about. Okay, I mean, in terms of um, in terms of uh, the centre backs, then boys, what do we think? I mean, Cowan got two votes, so do we think he has to go in? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Okay, we'll, we'll put him in then. I mean, what about his partner? What do we think? I mean, we've got Soyuncu, we've got Gianetti, we've got Demerel, um, you know, we've uh, we've got uh, Ayudo. I mean, uh, I mean, what do we think? I mean, it's so tough, isn't it? I mean. Do we do we go with Soyuncu because he was there last season? Um, see, I'd, I'd sway towards uh, um, Demerel. Yeah. Um, I mean, are we are we okay if we put Demerel in then, boys? Mix it up, keep a Turkish player in there, but but a different one. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with Demerel. Yeah, Demerel's pretty good. Fingers crossed, it might get him a transfer away from Storm as well. <laughs> if we Storm is going to be celebrating the fact he got a player in this team. <laughs> he really will. Open top bus, uh, open bus, uh, open top bus, tear around the Belfast City Centre. Come on. <laughs> um, right, so we're going to move on to right back, boys. Um, so uh, Raz, I want to come to you first because your pick for right back was was a bit of an odd one for me, considering I think he's actually yeah. a left back. But go ahead. Um, it's it was the other uh, everybody else's choice as well. For uh, a lot of people, our, our choice was Alfonso Davis. Um, he, just because he's a you know a very good he's like Hernandez as you said complete fullback um, loads of potential basically and I'd say you could even stick him into right back he's just that good okie dokie um, again I think you, you're not wrong I mean again I wouldn't mind a right back like uh, Alfonso Davis to be honest like any of us would um, Ash I mean you said a minute ago you weren't being biased towards um, Arsenal um, with that in mind who's your right back please uh, oh, I've gone for Hector Bellerin Oh really? Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> um, no, again, you know, he is at Wales. Wales has had the second best. I think he's joint second defensive. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, he's defensively done well. He's been part of that back four. Um, I think for quite a lot of the uh, a lot of the season. Um, so for me, he's there. Um, but there's a, there's a couple of other. I mean, obviously, you mentioned Alfonso Davies. He could do a job at right back, um, and uh, I'd put I'd consider Davies just surely for his uh, his pace. Okay, and he's got some height on Bellerin as well, hasn't he? To be fair, yes. 
Um, Brill, what do we think? I've also gone for uh, Alfonso Davis as right back. Versatile, great pace, good crossing for it. So it makes sense to play him a little bit out of position. Um, but yeah, I'd be happy with him there. All right. I mean, he's going to have to do the old uh, the old underlap, isn't he? The Pep Guardiola underlap rather than overlap uh, to get himself on that uh, that foot. I mean, yeah. I mean, I had Mbabu for Mark. Um, you know, beast of a right back. You know, strong enough to play centre back if needed. But I'll go with. Uh, I will happily put Davis in there, boys, just so we can have him in. Um, no, no problem. And he's the first returning player as well, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with. I'm glad that he's still in there from last season because for me he deserves it. He's a very, very, very good player, and um, happily we'll, uh, we'll put him in back in. Right. So now we've got the boring defenders and centre backs out of the way. We can move on to the, uh, the creative players now, boys. Uh, this is when soggy territory leaves the building, and we can start <laughs> talking about the forward players. So, um, I mean. <laughs> We're going to go, we'll go right mid. We'll go right mid first. We'll stay on this right-hand side. So, uh, Raz, if you want to give us your right mid, please. Like there is any other. Um, Minamino from Payne. 57 goals as a a right midfielder. I think he scored more goals than I did the entire season with my entire team. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's... It's bizarre, isn't it? He did so well. He did so well in uh, in, in Payne's team. I mean, to be fair, Payne was playing him not a right mid, but again, I think his official position is, is right mid, isn't it? So we're absolutely yeah. within, our, within our rights to put him there if we want. Uh, I mean, 57 goals, like you say, unreal, absolutely unreal. Um, uh, Brill, what do you think? I've gone Minamino, and I can confirm he did score more goals by himself than I did the entire season. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That was, and again, similar sort of uh, reasons to, uh, to Raz? Yeah, you can't not put him in yeah. I mean he scored scored in the playoff final I believe as well you know so ultimately he he has dragged Payne up hasn't he to uh, to the championship um, and I, I believe I mean this isn't I, I would just say this isn't a clean sweep because I haven't gone with Minamino at right mid I have gone with him in my team but not at right mid um, but Ash I believe you have gone the same yeah Minamino right midfield 57 gold for that sort of position is incredible I mean yes you know Payne may have played him up front. We don't know that. Um, but 57 goals, that player needs to be in the team of the season, regardless of where they are um, mm. in the team. Fantastic. Um, for me, again, right mid, I actually went Alan St. Maximan. Um, he's only just come in, but again, you could see in the early stages when uh, when Jaxie picked him up on deadline day that he's going to be absolutely lethal next season. And I'm not looking forward to playing against him one bit. Um, but I will happily, I've already written him down, Minamino, right mid, he's, he's in the van. So, uh, flip across to left mid or sort of centre mids out? What do we want to do? Uh, <laughs> left mid, yeah. Left mid, okay. Uh, right, left mid. Um, Brill, off to you. I have gone with uh, Ismail Assar, my, my second Watford pick of the day. Um, amazing speed, passing and crossing. Also one of the only good Watford players had this season. Um <laughs> And he's only going to go up in rating as well. Um, Liverpool and a few other clubs are already looking at him. They can stay away. He's staying with us. Um, no, it had a brilliant season for Aaron. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, uh, Raz, for yourself? Uh, I have also got an Aaron player in there, um, but it's not uh, it's not Saar. Uh, Milot Rishika, um, he got him in on deadline day. And since he's had him, he scored 12 goals. Now, I believe he's probably playing him up front, but um, the man can play left midfield, right midfield, 
front uh, attacking midfield. Um, but 12 goals in like what uh, eight games, maybe less. Yeah, I mean that's it. It just proves the point, doesn't it? Really, um, again, fantastic. Um... Fantastic season for for what he's uh, what he's actually had to uh, to play in, and again yeah. next season back in the Premier League you can see him doing damage up there for sure. Um, Ash, your left mid, I think your left mid is is a uh, again it's one of them that I would probably probably agree with to be honest. But again, go go ahead. Yep. So uh, left midfield for me is Waldo um, from Suffy, uh, a 75 rated player. He scored the most goals in the Premiership, um, and again. Um, you know, whether Sufi used him as a left sort of on that wing position or up top, he can play in both positions. Um, you know, it, it, he's he has scored the most goals in the Prem. He's got cracking stats uh, for a 75 rated player um, and again deserves to be in the mix. I actually think it's Jaxie, not Southey, um, in terms of Waldo, I believe. Uh, Let's have a quick look. I might have written that down wrong. Hang on. Yeah. I think anyway. I think it was. Um, yes, it, you are right. Yeah. It is Jaxie. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yes. I don't Which know again, even even more. From, you but... know, again, it's very similar to what we've said in in the World Cup. You know, these lower teams that have got one superstar and all the all the game goes through them. You'd think that ideally that means it's relatively easy to stop them and nullify the threat. But you know, he's he's been Jaxie's consistent player all the way through. And like you say, to score better than a goal a game every uh, every game this season is uh, is something not to sniff at for sure. Yeah. Um, I've actually gone for, for one of your players, Ash, as my left mid-pick. I went for Martinelli. Um, you know, he scored tons of goals in the toughest division on AG. You know, he uh, he, he dragged you through uh, through some tough times this season. So I'm surprised he you didn't did. pick him, actually. He did indeed. Well, I didn't want to pick one of my own players. I didn't want... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to pick another Arsenal player. I didn't saying. want to pick another Arsenal player. And I, I mean, didn't want to... Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't like picking my own players. Hmm. Um, I mean, boys. I mean, again, it's a tricky one. We've actually all gone um, different, haven't we, this time? Um, the one thing I would say we've got we've got potential to put someone else up front if we need to. Um, I mean, I'm happy to veto Martinelli because Ash hasn't gone for him himself. Um, Rashika, oh, I'm probably going to veto as well. To be fair, Raz, only because of the amount of games he's played across the season. Um, but I think for me, it has to be personally, again, Saar, fantastic, but it has to be Waldo. I think for the for the sheer amount of games that he's played, he's dragged Jaxi up to that third place. So, I mean, if you boys are happy, I think Waldo goes in. Yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah with that. Brilliant. Uh, right, centre mids. Um, so, centre mid time, we'll, uh, again, we'll give two at a time this time, boys. So, uh, Brill, if you want to give us your two centre mids, please. Thank you. So, I've gone for Billing, he plays for Hilly. Great touch, good tackling, amazing long shots. One of the main reasons Hilly got into the playoffs. Um, and then Mason Mount for Bertie. Again, reasonably young, had a good season. Going to be even higher rated next season. Okay, uh, and uh, Raz, your two centimetres, please. Uh, my two centimetre fields. I know we thought, we thought we'd left Soggy behind, but we hadn't. Uh, for goalie, uh, mm-hmm. something to do the fact, again, I played him. Uh, he gets on the edge of that box and he just sort of he just uh, tippy taps it around the place, and you're either going to foul him or on FIFA 20, he's just going to tippy toe around, around you. Um, but phenomenal player, basically, in the two games I played him. Um, but he definitely goes in there. And then the other one, uh, it's got to be uh, a resident golfer, um, Mason Mount from Birdie. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, phenomenal player, and 
having played Birdie a couple of times, he was one of the main danger men that you had to watch out for. Mm, for sure. Obviously, part of that double swoop that Bertie got in a in a raffle, either end of last season or, or the one just gone. Yeah, um, he's hard. Yeah, very lucky. Um, in terms of myself, I mean, again, I, I'm surprised that nobody's gone for these two. I'll be honest, I thought these were two of the most standout centre mids on the site. In Tenali with uh, with Joe, uh, yes, he's had a, a poor season, but again, the, the quality is absolutely undeniable. Um, and similar, I guess, in terms of what you said about Rashika coming on last day of the season, but um, Suzoko for Riverman, you know, pace, power, you know, fast enough to cover the counter-attack if needed as well. Uh, they were my two picks. Um, Ash, you... In the, the list you submitted to me, you actually haven't put any picks down for centre mid. Are you just are you just you know playing like a Kevin Keegan no. type game? No, or? centre midfielders I I tend to struggle with um, because obviously they're sort of in that middle of the park. Um, you know they perhaps don't always get the credit that they sometimes deserve. Um, I mean, it's not from you because you've not written any down. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, seeing some of the other names that obviously have been put forward. We'll let you decide the match because you've not written them down. So, out of the ones that have been picked, who, who's going in? Mason Mount. Yep. Uh, Mason Mount, uh, you know, I think um, he's one that's definitely going to go up um, in the future and, uh, you know, has done well for Bertie this season. And the other one for me, um, I'm going to go with Sissoko. Okay. Oh, go for a live, uh, uh, Spurs player. And that pains me to say that. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Your mouth out with that. I know, he should, shouldn't he? Yeah. Right, boys, we're on to the fun bit now. So the strikers. So Ash, we'll stay with you. Yeah. Um, give us your striker options, please. Uh, and so why? Striker number one, uh, Kevin Gamero uh, from Welser. Um, you know, he is an 80 rated, so he is up there, obviously, with the wages and the sort of uh, the high ratings. But he's scored over 50 goals. Um, you know, he's one of the only players to do that, um, you know, alongside Minamino. Um, and deserves to be in the team of the season striker, uh, you know, part of the striker pairing. Mm. Okay, and your next one? Uh, and the second one for me, uh, again, a little bit different, uh, is Jonathan David. Um, you know, Riverman, I know he loves his pace. Um, you know, he's a top scorer in the championship. Um, you know, he's quick, he can finish. I think alongside Gamero, you know, they're two different options, um, but both uh, two very, very, very good options that together could work quite nicely okay uh brill who's your two strikers so i've gone with he chan uh old one of yours i believe mm. uh he's currently playing for riverman um being sold and made so much in scudia sales one most coveted strikers safe to say um riverman's done really well with him as his promotion shows and the other one um halland for Gasgrass pace finishing his unreal help gas go from his perennial bottom here to mid-table in the League One this year. So can't complain with that. Okie dokie. And uh, yourself, Raz, who have you gone for? Well, uh, do, do we even need to ask for one of them? <laughs> uh, no, you don't need to ask, and you should feel ashamed that you even dared to suggest anything other than that. <laughs> um, uh, well, on basically, he's an gas player, but it's not who you think. Um, it's uh, Jimmy McLaren. Uh, Jimmy McLaren, 17 goals for Gaz. I think he had more of an impact uh, over a longer period of time for Gaz than Erling Haaland. Um, and, the, you know, he's turned down multiple bids from myself and uh, somebody else as well, basically, for McLaren, uh, which shows you basically how, uh, how key he is to his team. Mm. And the other one is, uh, surprisingly, Ricky Van Wolfswinkel. Uh <laughs> Women want to be with him and men write him love letters. 
Uh, <laughs> no, he no, five games mean, from. You write him love letters. I do, but he never returns them. Unless you kind of restraining order. Um, <laughs> it put five games for me and scored eight goals. So that's I'm putting it down there as. Um, I think I'd have finished because it kind of waned off midway through the season. I think uh, if I had had Ricky Van Wolfschenkel from the start, I'd have not been relegated. I mean, it's, a bold, yeah, it's a bold, bold, uh, bold accusation that. It, it, it is. If I if I had a head, Marcus had to give in and just give him to me rather than put him for an auction. Uh, I'd I'd have probably won that league. I mean, uh, in in terms of the uh, the strikers, obviously, it's it is a tricky one. Of course, it is. But I mean, for me, I've also gone Gamero. Again, you know, he's he's worth um, he's worth what uh, what Wells have got for him. So I think for me personally, Gamero has to be there. You know, he scored so many goals, over fifty goals. In um, in League One, yes, League One obviously is League One standard, but still uh, still fantastic return. So personally, I think boys Gamero has to be one of the strikers for sure. Um, but I mean, I don't mind who goes second in terms. I mean, my second striker was Mar- uh, was Minamino, you know, because of that. That's I believe sort of similar to where Payne played him. Um, I'm happy to put in He Chan. I'm happy to put in Jonathan David. I'm happy to put Van Wolfsbeek on the bench, maybe. Um, (laughs) uh, again i'm quite open boys so i'll i'll let you guys fight it out i mean who who do we put in who who gets the last spot on the team sheet uh i mean let's we're we're gonna pick ricky come on uh, we're just gonna argue about it okay time How, how about how about right we put what we'll do, okay, we'll we'll compromise on this one. We'll put Van Volkswijk on the bench, so we'll get three substitutions, and Ricky's on the bench. So if if um, which we will be doing an event based on this team as well, you can sub him on in the first minute, Raz. Okay, you can sub off um, Gamero and put Volkswijk on straight away. So Ricky Ricky's on the bench. Uh, right. Do we do we think so? What we've got Jonathan David Harland or He Chan. Who are we putting in? I, I, I'd be I'd happy with Harland. Yeah, Ash? I mean, I, I would have gone for He Chan to mix it up a little bit, um, you know. Um, but that being said, I, I'm happy to also go for Harland. Um, for, for me personally, I think just because, you know, he, Riverman's had him, Jeff's had him, I've had him. I think in terms of Riverman and Jeff, you know, common denominator, they both got promoted. I think He Chan should be in the team. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. He Chan. Yeah. Okay. Like he, he's gone. Like you said, he's gone to multiple people and he's done exceedingly well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um, he's not he, he's not made anybody. Well, he's not going to make anyone worse anyway. But he's 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 improved every team he's gone to. Yeah, and uh, wage wage wise as well. Basically, it's not uh, it's not a big lot of money off your off your wages. Whereas Absolutely. you put Erling Haaland in there, basically, and um, you know, I would say you're bankrupt, but most of the teams are bankrupt. Mm. Um, so I, I'd go for Echan. Okay, so I'm going to run down the team then, boys. I've also just written down three substitutions just to fill the bench out as well. So we've got um, Justin Biljau in goal. We've got Davis at right-back, Demerel at centre-back, Count at centre-back, Tierney at left-back, Minamino right-mid, Mount and Sissoko as centre-mids, Waldo on the left, Gamero and Hechan up top, with Van Volkswinkel, Tenali and Soyuncu on the bench. We've got a striker, a midfielder and a defender on the bench. Are we happy with that? Happy enough. Yep. Yeah, happy enough. Yep, happy enough. I think we have to win. The last decision, boys, is the captain. Who's going to be the captain of that team? Ash, who are you going to put as captain? Uh, captain, for me, 
There's not a lot of leaders. I mean, for me, for me, I think it's going to have to be Tierney personally. Yeah, yeah. Tierney, Tierney, or Tierney is a future captain. Um, so, oh, oh, yeah. Now you've put that idea in my head. I'm going to say Tierney. <laughs> Raz, Raz, any advances on Tierney as captain? Um, no, I'd be, I'd be happy enough with, with uh, Tierney as captain. Bro. Yeah, Tierney, or I was thinking maybe Minamino, um, just to obviously with the amount of goals he scored on there for a midfielder, links up both defence and attack for it. Other than Tierney, would be my only other real choice. Mm. I, we'll, we'll go with Tierney because the three of us have, have sort of have agreed on that, so um, we'll, we'll have Tierney there. But right then, boys, so that's that's it. That's the team of the season done. Um, and I do believe Berger's going to be uh, putting an event on towards the end of this month, um, a Friday night event where we're going to be using this team, similar to like we did last season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fingers crossed uh, we're all available to come on for that one. It'd be great, whether it's a, a handicap or some sort of TFI um, Ryder Cup event, we'll, we'll see. But, um, yeah, thank you very much. I think, again, I don't think we could have made that team much better, really. Um, I mean, Jesus, the, the wages would be would be uh, astronomical as well. Yeah. But, uh, which, well, so it was all going to be good fun going into next season. So, uh, we're, we're, we'll leave it there, boys, because obviously we've still got the segments, obviously, to add in. It's probably going to take us over the hour mark. So, uh, Andy, first of all, for yourself, mate, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah. And uh, really good addition. If you want to say goodbye. Thank you very much for having me, everyone. Speak to you again soon. Thank you very much. And Raz, again, same to you, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. Obviously, we won't leave it as long next time, but uh, if you want to say goodbye to the listeners. Uh, bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. And uh, Ash, obviously, thank you for putting pushing the buttons as usual. Um, hope you've enjoyed it, matey. Yep, no, cheers as always. It's always a good one, the uh, you know Team of the Season uh, episode. Um, so, again, thanks to uh, you know uh, Raz and Andy for coming on. And, uh, yeah, see you next time. Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see you next time, boys. Hopefully, we'll know a little bit more about the new season. Um, come then, obviously, depending on what happens with uh, with the uh, FIFA 21 reveal, etc. Um, but we'll uh, hopefully have some more information for you soon. Um, until then, enjoy card, enjoy F1, enjoy golf, and obviously enjoy the World Cup. Thank you. Mm-hmm.